Welcome to episode 108 of the Frame Skip Podcast. I am Austin Eller, one of your favorite co-hosts, probably not your favorite. You know who your favorites are, the two that are with me, including Seth, the Flash himself, Slakehouse. How's it going, Seth? Flash. You could have chosen any other hero. (laughs) You're literally wearing a Flash shirt, man. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had this on video. Good lord. So Seth, tell me tell me all about the flash and why you are wearing a t-shirt for your beloved DC character. This t-shirt is finest. Dude, this t-shirt refuses to die. I've had this t-shirt for the longest time and it's one of my best shirts. You know, it fits nice, it's comfortable. But like every other T-shirt I've had this long has degraded and fallen apart and died. This one, I don't I no longer remember how I got it. I wear it constantly because, you know, the top of my clean laundry list. And I just it, you know, it never dies. Um, Like like the flash. No, flash dies a lot. No, he does. But he comes back. He comes back, right? Like thirty years after the fact, yeah. I hate the Flash, <laughs> dude. The Flash is like a big f you button. It's what DC uses to just be like, ah, we're not happy with this anymore. I'll just switch it all up. <laughs> they I want to pin. They did that one time, <laughs> just so we're no, clear. No, they, did one, no. they did it one time. They, they did that at least twice that i can think of okay and it's weird that it happened one time but it's not a you know it's too much of a coincidence that it happened twice i want to put a pin in this flash conversation because i've got a topic for us to come back on after i introduce george the spruce loftus because he just held up some spruce how's it going uh it's good i built part of a gundam (laughs) model during my lunch today feeling good I like building things. Got a little, little Zaku, little Zaku two going on. So that little guy, yeah, George, Dude, I screw Loftus. That's me. I have a Metal Gear Rex Kotobukiya model that I got in the mail like three months ago, and I built like the toes on each leg, and that is as far as I've gotten. And I did that probably two months ago. So hey, it happens. I really need to to get back to that. I've got got a Dynamis that is 75% complete sitting next to me for over a year. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you finish it up, Seth? Don't feel like it. Finish it up, buddy. I got other Use your flash flash motivation. Get through it. I got other stuff. I I don't want to out myself. Is that really how you pronounce that name? Kotobukiya? Yeah. Oh man, my head has been so dumb. I've never said that word out loud before, and I've only like pronounced it in my head as I like read, you know, like in the news or like on a on a store or something. And well, man, was waiting. I was. What is it? What's up? How, do you, how are yeah, you pronouncing yeah, what, it? What did you think it was? Uh, I thought it was like Katabakuya. Like I, I just had no idea, and I was like, "Huh, that sounds weird. That doesn't sound like 
a noise a human <laughs> being would make. But I mean, that's how it looks like it's spelled to me. So I guess that's what it's called. Gesundheit. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> My girlfriend will call me out because I'll like mispronounce superhero names and she's like, no, that's not that's not her name. It's it's Kara Zorel. I was like, oh well, like I've only ever like there was no Supergirl comic when or no Supergirl TV show when I was growing up. So like, yeah. I only like read the name out loud, and so she like oh, I'm sorry. she it wasn't Kara Zorel. Yeah, it wasn't Kara Zorel. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't speak Kryptonian. <laughs> yeah, and so I'd only read that in the book and like only said it like in my head ever. And she, you know, just calling me on my stuff, making me look like a fake nerd all the time. Have you guys seen the new Thor movie? Yeah. Yes. I heard it was not very good. It was, it was fine. I liked it. I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Ragnarok, but I liked it overall. I think I liked it more than Ragnarok. Interesting. But I think I you're the was, first person I've heard say that. I thought it was just fine. Um, on that topic, to go back to that pin that I put in the Flash conversation a second ago, what should DC do with the Flash movie? <laughs> Scrap no, it's it. fine. Ezra Miller apologized. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Everything, everything's great. That completely <laughs> I forgot, undoes. I forgot that he apologized today. That yeah, undoes just... the breaking and entering. That undoes the the cult yeah. I read that he started. Um, yeah. The kid, a kid? kidnapping of a minor, I believe. Yeah. 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 All you have to do is apologize. Okay. I'm glad we all stand on the same page because I agree they should not release that film. <laughs> Alex, frankly, I don't think anybody cares. You can canonically just. Make a movie with the guy that's the CW Flash. That's true. That's true. Yeah, Grant Gustin. Yeah, it, also, it makes sense. Speaking of of canonically, like Al Capone didn't go to jail for tax evasion. He went to jail because he didn't apologize for evading taxes. Like that's why he went to jail. So, so you can release a Flash movie. It's fine. He apologized. Yeah, yeah I agree. Cool. Cool. Or you can just <laughs> not release. <laughs> any more superhero movies for like 10 years yeah dude seriously take a seat like you, you need to chill out <laughs> like i don't like i'm sure black adam is gonna be like perfectly average it's gonna be like entertaining my big thing like i judge movies i only care if i can rewatch it like if i ever want to rewatch it then i think it's like a good movie like i just i don't want to rewatch any superhero movie from like the last five years probably like infinity war is probably the closest one or into the spider verse is like those two. Yeah. I don't even care about the sequel to into the spider verse coming out. I saw, I and then just like you, I can't escape it. It's so big now that like you just, it, it's like I'm giving force fed superhero stuff and I'm like, no, just go away. Leave me alone. Okay. Uh, I've qu question for you, Seth. Cause I'm curious. Has that impacted your enjoyment of like My Hero Academia at all, or is that like separate enough? No, you or... know what impacted my enjoyment of My Hero Academia was reading the manga and not being interested in where the series goes. So I stopped watching the show. Okay, that's I was what just curious. That. But I, I... now My Hero is so different that. Really, really, I think it's just Marvel and DC. I'm sick of. It's like, yeah. oh god, I'm so tired of you guys. <laughs> Go away. I I am too, to be completely honest. Um, 
that's why like shameless plug time short box summary i just recorded an episode on like that 2003 ang lee hulk movie you guys remember like the first hulk movie that movie is incredible like i don't think it's a good hulk movie i think it's like an amazing bruce banner movie like that movie is beautiful that movie is so unique that movie is like bizarrely strange that movie has more personality in its opening credits than like the last like eight mcu movies i've seen i haven't watched it and i don't even know how long but all i can think about when i see that movie is how green he was which i don't think is a bad thing I fell asleep three times the first time I tried to like rewatch it for the podcast. I had to like sit there. I was like, oh, yeah. it's like eight o'clock. Like, I'll just watch it now before bed. And I just fell asleep like three distinct times. And I was like, OK, the next day, like 11 in the morning. I was like, OK, you just woke up. You can't be that tired. Just just bang it so, out. Ran it in. Did the I'm trying to remember, was the Hulk Ultimate Destruction game? Was that like coming from that movie or was that just a standalone like comic book? game that, that was a standalone comic there was like okay. a movie tie-in game that was also kind yeah. of a sequel maybe that's why i'm yeah and then after that was hulk ultimate destruction which i think is like borderline perfect comic book Dude, that game. game is perfect yes yeah it's like that and like ultimate spider-man i think like i think mcu hulk got done super dirty yeah i, I agree with really, that. i don't really appreciate them just so like out of all the ways they could have gone with hulk they're just like we're gonna stick with professor hulk like, no yeah don't do that though like i mean i would have been okay like you know like like there was like a dial of like um what's the what how do you pronounce the dude's name with the mustache john waters no the hulk the smart oh the leader powerful majesta no what is it oh maestro maestro that's it yeah like Maestro, like Red Hulk, you know, like um, there's like, there's like a million places you can go with Hulk, and they're like, we're gonna stop on Professor Hulk. Yeah, so, and I'm no, not a big fan not, that they haven't not do that. They like haven't gone back from that. They're just that's how it is from now on. Like I I would have been okay with it in the context of like She Hulk, which is coming out tomorrow. I'm curious to see how that is, but I don't know. I was kind of disappointed with that, like an end game that they just left him that way and i keep being like i stop showing me this <laughs> no i'm actually i'm actually excited for she hulk yeah i'm i'm more excited for this one than i have for have been for other stuff but only because it ties back to the hulk movie from 2008 or 9 or whenever that was which yeah, is that interesting was, that was also a turd <clears throat> yeah i had this theory that like the hulk can't work in movies because like the drama of like Bruce Banner turning into the Hulk is like all Bruce Banner wants to do is never be the Hulk again. And all the audience wants to do is see the Hulk. So like when he finally turns into the Hulk, the audience is so happy because they're seeing the Hulk, but it's like watching someone like relapse basically. Cause he just does the yeah. one thing he's told you a thousand times he doesn't want to do. And that's why he like works in team movies. That's like that's point. why like captain going like Hulk smash. It's like the one thing you have to do. Like, that's like, okay, that's yeah. like, that's great. Like, that's how you fix the Hulk. Do you remember in the MCU when they randomly just threw in a Black Widow Hulk romance <laughs> in Avengers 2 <laughs> out of nowhere? Yes. And we, we all just accepted that. 
That gave me like the most uncomfortable line I think I've ever heard in a movie where he it's like Tony Stark talking to both of them and he's like, Okay guys, quit playing hide the salami and get to work. And it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. Like you can't you can't you can't <laughs> can't say that to adults. Like just don't do that. Be better, Tony Stark. Be better than that. Yeah, and he's one to talk of all people. Yeah. Like, for God's sake. Anyway. <laughs> Seth, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? Anything of that sort? What do you want to talk about? Um, not much. Me and Caitlin are watching Game of Thrones currently. We're on the last season. She's never seen it before. Nice. I've seen the first six seasons, like you know, seven times or whatever. In the last two seasons, once. So. Uh, you know what? What's, what's amazing is that I'm finding on a rewatch, not as bad as I remember. Like the final season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because, dude, I'm the like, first half is fantastic. I'm like, hmm. All right. I, this definitely should have been split in two seasons, but it's not that bad. So we'll we'll see yeah. how I feel when it's all said and done. There's only like two or three episodes left but um i've been doing that and i'm finally about done with the cold steel series <laughs> playing <Dude>. through <laughs> cold steel 4 right now <laughs> you've been playing the series since this podcast started yes i i actually have um i remember I, dude, I remember recording an episode with you in december of 2020 it was like just the two of us like we were so excited because i think they had just announced pokemon uh Arceus. We were talking about Pokemon, and then you were like breaking down Cold Steel to me, mm-hmm. and that was two, oh, like eighteen months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. I'm it, proud of you. The thing is, is that these games are just so long, you know, and there's so so many of them, and it's just like, you know, once you commit a hundred hours, there's a there's a lost time situation there where you're like, well, I guess I kind of have to finish out the series. So, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty much it. I'm 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 having a um about the same amount of fun I'm having with Cold Steel Four as I had with the other three. You know, a fun. That's time. the most recent one. Yeah, Cold Steel Four is the most recent one. Okay. Um, there's. Tales into Reverie, which is like an epilogue for the Cold Steel series. I come that the English version comes out in like the spring, I think, and then and then the uh, the the next series is already out in Japan, so that's fun. I'm probably not gonna play it. <laughs> Don't get sucked in again. Yeah, because um, technically they all tell one giant story. So like from oh god, from Trails in the Sky. It came out in like the nineties, I think, or like the early two thousands. All the way up through now, the the games have told one continuous story. And recently the director or whatever of the series is like, Oh yeah, I think I think we'll have this story wrapped up sometime in the mid twenty thirties. I'm just like, I can't I can't do this. You guys you guys are absolutely insane i can't be playing these games that long 
Well, and so, we had a whole, was it last week we had the discussion on game length? I can't even remember when we talked about it, but I think it was. And uh, yeah, those those are like kind of breaking the outer limits of, <laughs> of game length, I would say. Yeah, imagine. Um, especially imagine when they're all tied together. Eight Persona games. Yeah, they all have a consistent story. story. Yeah. Oof. That's a no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, I've been sick recently. I got like a really bad some sort of like infection or something on in the right side of my face, specifically the right side of my face. And like my eye was like blood red and like my right sinus was clogged like the right side of my throat hurt and it was really weird the left side of my face completely unaffected um did you go to the doctor i did i did go to the doctor so it wasn't so it's not a stroke nope they put me on like a massive amount of moxicillin this was like two weeks ago they put me on like a massive amount of moxicillin and it had no effect whatsoever so i'm thinking it had to be like viral or something like that but I'm still, I still have some of the effects of that. Like the other day, I woke up, my eye was was red again. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on with me. I might just be dying. <laughs> the right side of my body is just entering necrosis. <laughs> God, your your body is such a mystery. That's so hot. Isn't it weird? Like, like you would think that they would cross over, but no. Um, <laughs> when you're sick and like only one of your your nostrils is clogged, that's like my favorite thing to do is to like flip like you're a piece of bacon and and then just like wait for it to drain to the other nostril just so you can experience what it's like to breathe out of like your right nostril just for like a few minutes that feeling that feeling where you can feel it almost open up and you're like yeah i'm going for it we're almost there buddy yeah. we're almost there <laughs> um, other than that not much the new dragon ball movie comes out tomorrow i mean a few of my friends are going nice so, really you're gonna be that. you're gonna be playing some Fortnite, playing as Goku and Vegeta. I hate that so much. That disgusts <laughs> me. I mean, that's that's the metaverse, right? Like, I know that's not the literal metaverse that like Mark Zuckerberg is talking about, but like, isn't that more or less what the metaverse is supposed to be, where just like everything yeah. exists simultaneously? So, what I like to imagine, and I, I think multi multiverses is before. the closest we've gotten. But I like to imagine a Smash Brothers style game where just all those Fortnite cameos are in a single game. I think that would be amazing. How does Fortnite pull it off? Amazing. Great question. Probably a lot of money. Um, yeah, I think it's money. <laughs> but that that's a crazy one to me. When I saw that and people are posting videos of Goku running around with a gun in his hand and it's like, oh, yeah. dude, this is too much. I can't handle this. <laughs> that's not how I remember my Kakarot. No, not hashtag not my Kakarot. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, ask you, Seth, you talked about Game of Thrones earlier, just to go back to that for a second. Are you excited at all? Are either no. of you excited at all for... No. I don't even know what it's called. House of Dragon or... What? House of Dragons. You're not excited for it? No. <laughs> I'm not. George, were I'm you a Game of Thrones person? How, how are you? We'd, we'd have like watch parties at our apartment like every Sunday when that stuff was going on because it was perfect because like we'd also like invite people over for football and so we would just yeah. have like a 12 hour like day drinking festival basically at, at our It was house. the last time you were really happy, right? Pretty much, yeah, if you think about it. 
And then the Game really? of Thrones finale came and ruined everyone's lives. I take it back, actually. I ate a Kit Kat Big Cat about uh, 24 minutes ago. That was the last time I was happy. Oh, yeah. Changed but before it. that, yeah, before that, <laughs> it was Game of Thrones Sundays, baby. I don't know. I just... I'm excited. I, mean, I just don't think Matt Smith is, like, a good actor. And I say that as, like, someone who thinks he's, like, one of the best doctors that's ever yeah. been. Like, I think he's great as Doctor Who, but, like, he was more or less, like, a. it felt more like a kid's show when he was on it, which is funny, because, like, the material was getting darker, but the way he was acting made it seem more like it was aimed at younger audiences than, like, the David Tennant stuff. I just don't think he's a lead. And so him, like, seeing him with, like, long hair or whatever, being, like, a Targaryen, I'm like, well, I can't take this seriously. But I'm also, like, not going to pretend that I'm not going to watch it. Like, I don't care about Breaking Bad, so, like, I didn't get into Better Call Saul. I've read the boys' comic book several times, so I really just could not be, like, less interested in watching the TV show. I watched the first season. I'm like, this is fine. I like the book more. So I'm, like, kind of waiting for, like, a TV show to hook me. And I'm hoping it's either this or, like, the Lord of the Rings show, which, like, the Lord of the Rings show, they spent, like, what, $250 million to, like, secure the rights and then another $250 million to produce an eight-episode season one. Dude, I could not care any less than I do about that show. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for it. I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I do, too, but I just... Uh, I really don't care about that show. I also don't care about House of Dragons, though. I mean, I'll Dude, probably it's, it's watch, crazy watch it. Because I have never felt less than when I've seen those two trailers, and they and they should they should be awesome, right? But I'm like, this you could say this was any other generic fantasy movie or show, and I'd be like, yep, that that's probably you, you could have told me that was a Dungeons and Dragons show, and I would have been like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Dungeons and Dragons movie looks good though. It does, doesn't it? I was yeah, like, it sure yeah, does. Campy and fun, and I'll go watch that. Yeah, George, what have you been up to? Uh, you mentioned it earlier. I played a bunch of multiverses this past weekend. I had fun with it, like the actual fighting mechanics. I was never super into Smash. Like I played a lot of sixty four. Just I think that came out when I was in like fifth grade, fourth grade, maybe. All right, that was like ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So like whenever idea. yeah, whenever I had a sleepover, we'd always play Smash, we'd play Goldeneye, you know, we'd do all the, the staples. But like I didn't get really into melee, I didn't get really into Brawl. Uh I got kind of into Ultimate, but like I you know, I would never consider myself like a big Smash fan, like a as casual Smash fan. Multiversus is really easy to pick up. It has like daily quests where you can grind for gold to help you unlock new characters. Every character's on like a little rotation timer so you get to like try everyone basically before you buy them. you just have to like log in every day and it's like a really solid fighter i hate that it's 2v2 only or it's not it's not 2v2 but it's four player only sorry i misspoke and um if you're playing with friends you can't unlock anything like you don't earn any experience i think they're just worried about people like cheesing the system which i guess i understand but also like i played for four hours on saturday with friends and didn't do nothing to my character whatsoever so i found that personally frustrating um the game's fun it's just so gross it's just like such a gross concept having like Arya stark fight shaggy fight wonder woman fight tom and jerry fight bugs bunny fight lebron james fight like it's just such a it's such it's like post-corporate awesome i'm gonna swear it's just like post-corporate bullshit where i just like it, it it actually like offends me as like 
a person who thought he enjoyed art and then just seeing art commoditized yeah. or, like it, like it's it's well disgusting to see i mean but i'm it, just it, looking it, through the fun. list of i'm looking through the list of characters and what you're right i mean it's just it's ridiculous um but i was listening to sacred symbols the other day and colin was talking about how you know smash feels okay because those characters just kind of feel like they're meant to be together but then you've got this and it's just it's bizarre like the the list of characters like tom and jerry versus aria stark why 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 is that a thing <laughs> but i'm glad to know that it plays somewhat well and it's easy to pick up i mean i've oh, heard super, actually super easy to pick up. yeah it's just the roster is insane <laughs> Well, like we played that for three hours. I do like spaces during the week with uh, normally like this one one buddy of mine, this guy named Stokes on on Twitter through Shortbox Summer. He's like an indie comic writer, and so normally throughout the week we'll do spaces together, like late night, and just talk about like you know art theory and stuff like that, what we like about comics, what we like about the process, all that stuff. And uh, we played that, and I was like really really decent, right? Like I was as good if not better than like everyone else and then we like switched to smash after that and there's just like such a learning curve with smash that like i forgot about and some of those things like have you ever been like the best at something because like i'm just thinking like you in high school is there like a video game you were best at and you're like i'm the greatest player of halo 2 in the world like i'm the best and then you like go to college or something or you just go to like a new friend group and then you play halo 2 and then you just get annihilated Yes. Um pretty much any Mario Kart game. Yeah. I played I played online Mario Kart 2 for the first time this weekend. And like I thought I was a god at that game. I play 150 CC, 200 CC by myself all the time. Yeah. Usually finish in first. And then I played online and it was just ugh, it was embarrassing. No, I'm so in the same boat. It's funny you bring this up, George, because you've heard the story about how I don't play Street Fighter anymore, right? No. So you haven't heard how yeah, this story my... is so good. Okay, so <clears throat> let me regale you the tale of Street Fighter 4 and how I used to be the biggest Street Fighter fan, dude, and I was like the Street Fighter guy and I loved the series so so much. And when Street Fighter 4 came out, I went balls to the wall, right? And, like, I unlocked all the characters, and that was actually, like, a pretty difficult task on Street Fighter 4, believe it or not. Um, well, that was but, that was also back with, sorry, with Street Fighter 4, that was back when, like, that art style was kind of new and hadn't been beat mm-hmm. to death, right? Yeah. And so it just looked really cool. It looked gorgeous because it was like kind of cell shaded kind of like animated exaggerated but it just looks so good in hd good memories good memories playing street fighter 4 sorry as you've heard i grew up in the middle of nowhere yeah i grew up in a cabin in the woods and i would just sit there and play through like the arcade mode of street fighter 4 over and over and over and over again and i learned all i made akuma i learned all his move sets and um, then, like, I would, you know, play my friends locally and I'd destroy them. And I thought I was pretty good. And I, we, 
worked at GameStop, and during the uh, Gears of War 3 launch, we set up tables um, where, like, a few of us would, would, like, sit there and be like, oh, you know, see if you can beat beat us at, at these games. No one beat me at Street Fighter 4. Um, we had, like, like, prizes, like, action figures and stuff to give away if you could beat us. No one... We also had, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 had, had come out of time, and people were, were playing that as well, I remember. So, like, I was pretty hyped up on myself on um, Street Fighter 4. And then I go to work at Elite Games with Pedro, and we go to a, a party at our, our, our mutual friend's house, and we're playing Street Fighter 4. And we do the thing where, like, you know, loser passes the controller, right? So I'm playing Street Fighter 4, and I, I'm like, yeah, these nerds, like, no idea. And I remember... Hurricane Seth is about to rock you! <laughs> I cut through everybody, and then Pedro picks up the controller. Now, Pedro has never once said anything about Street Fighter. Stone Cold picks up the controller, sits down, and absolutely blasts me with like a 37-hit combo from Ken. And I mean, blasts me. And I'm like, what just happened? I'm like, all right, you know, that... That's got to be a fluke, right? No, he blasts me for like three hours straight. And he's like, oh, yeah, I play some Street Fighter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Only 16 hours a day. <laughs> it turns out Kung Fu. <laughs> Pedro's like a fighting game, like God, right? And I thought I was good at Street Fighter. And then I saw and I knew how much I'd played it. And then I saw like the gap in skill. And I'm like, no, never again. And to this day, that's so sad. That's so sad, man. (laughs) Dude, you know what I remember too is there was, and I may be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure I remember I went up there that one year for E3 and Justice had just come out. Yes. Or was it, it might have been Injustice 2. It was Injustice 2. And you had been like gearing up, ready to. You know, blow the smithereens out of Pedro. You had you had talked on the podcast and stuff, and we had talked off air about how you were practicing and you were getting ready. You were getting ready for E three and getting ready for Pedro. And my understanding, if I'm remembering correctly, is Pedro had not touched the game before he Pedro had not touched. You're correct, and he just like immediately just smashed all of us. I I had like a three match (laughs) game on him. And then once he's like, okay, now I understand the mechanics. He's like, now you're all. It's like Billy Madison catching the ball, right? He's like, now you're all. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I wish I was that good at fighting games. That's like, if I could have one thing in life, it would be to be that good at fighting games. That is the one genre of games I just can't seem to grasp. Like, my mind just cannot work that way. I cannot do the combos. I can't recognize when i need to block or jump or whatever i need to do i can't i can't like my my whole my whole thing was i i got injustice 2 and i really liked injustice 2 i I still think that's one of the best fighting games that i've ever played 
And I was like, all right, I'm going to pick a character. I'm just going to be super good with them. And I, I picked Robin. And I was, like, watching YouTube videos of, like, Robin's, like, combos and his hitboxes and, like, his secret techniques that you can do with Robin. And I'm like, you're not going to touch me. I got this. I'm going to make him feel the same type of pain that I felt back then, right? No. Pedro picked the Flash, which is his favorite character, and just started beating me mercilessly after, like, three games. Insult to injury right there, right? Playing yeah. as the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> Be honest, is that why you hate the Flash? It's not, like, the, the source of reboots for comics? It's because Pedro played as him? Okay. No. No. No, I hate the Flash because he's stupid. Okay. All right. Okay. Stupid lightning bolts on the side of his head. He created the oh multiverse. Uh, well, so multiverses. I played multiverses. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I think I'm on like chapter nine or ten of Xenoblade Chronicles. Really, really enjoying that game. Still not really 100% sure what I'm doing in combat, but uh, this is the first time I've been like really into a story in a game in a long time. So I'm really enjoying that. It's very good. And I also really want to play Bowser's Fury because I'd never checked that out before. And instead, I'm on World 4-4 of uh, Super Mario 3D World because I think that might be like one of the best platformers ever made. It is. It is. It's one of the most like mechanically sound ones, that's for sure. Like It's just so smooth and easy to understand. It's so good. So pretty. And like I've got my GameCube controller set up with my Switch. And guys, I'm having like a little Switch renaissance. I... Never, I basically, I play my Switch for Pokemon games. Like, that's basically all I ever do, despite owning so many Switch games. But, like, I'm I'm falling in love with this system. Like, oh, this is what everyone was talking about three years ago. I see. My bad. That's on me. You know what's weird is that when they first announced the new Pokemon games, I was, like, all over it. But now that it's coming out soon, I could care less. And I don't no. know why. I'm feeling something similar. And that last direct for me kind of killed it. I, I don't know mm -hmm. why. Like, I'm still somewhat interested, but like just seeing it and blowing it up on my TV and seeing the the edges yeah. on everything in that game, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm not much of a graphic stickler, but I don't How know. How long are we going to allow this from that? Yeah. yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I hear you. Okay. I hear you. The games aren't as pretty. And like Seth, you and I have talked about this. Like they used to push the boundaries of what was possible on on the Game Boy, right? Like they used to like set the standard of like a completely realized like giant world that like seemed incomprehensible to any other developer. Yeah. And I'd argue even in Game Boy Advance, they made some of like the best Game Boy Advance games also, right? Like no offense to Golden Sun. But uh I would I would, you know, take Ruby, Sapphire, and Fire Red and Leaf Green above like pretty much any other GBA game. And then they they got complacent, right? But like I still don't care. <laughs> like I'm I'm upset about it, but also like I'm just so happy to play Pokemon. I actually like I think the problem with Sword and Shield isn't the graphics. I just think that's like a boring game. And I think it's a boring wow. game because I got super into platinum. Or not platinum, but Pearl and, and Diamond. You know what it is for me now that I'm actually thinking about it? It's the stupid gimmicks in every single generation now. Like this new crystal, crystal thing. Yeah. Oh, I saw that <laughs> and I'm like, why are we doing this? Can we just not? Can we just not? You had it perfect with the Mega Evolutions. You ruined it with the Gigantamax that no one liked. 
and now you're going to add stupid crystal hats. And then they, they had the audacity to show an Eevee with it. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? It's Eevee. He, <laughs> he can already do that thing. <laughs> it already changes yeah. type. I do agree with that, though, because Mega Evolution was spot on. Like, I thought that was wonderful. It, you know, changed their look. It, it made them. Hey, you know, why you, guys, you cool. know why you guys like it so much? Because it was just Digi Evolution for Pokemon. Like, no, that's, that's why you guys like it so much. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's that's totally awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like the best part about Digimon in Pokemon. So they should have stuck with that. And I do agree with that. I, I think the whole new gimmick for every generation thing is not really working for me. <laughs> and these legendaries they showed off are like super lame I'm like oh god come on can't we just develop some cool stuff or, you know what if you're not going to make any cool Pokemon just don't make any more at all how about that just give us some a, a new world to explore with the, like, the same old Pokemon don't give me yeah. some stupid bicycle <laughs> right? I can't uh, take it anymore. I'm at my limit. I had it pre-ordered. I'm gonna cancel my pre-order, but if it reviews well, I still might pick it up. But <sighs> you're such a baby. Like, just buy Honestly. the game. Like, you know, you're gonna buy it someday. And like Nintendo games, like, oh, you're gonna save eight dollars buying it three years later. Am, like, though, like just buy it. Uh, I don't believe you. Okay, I mean, actually, those... I do believe you. The amount of times you say you're gonna buy a game and then back out, I actually do believe you. You're, you're have... right. Yeah. I haven't purchased a Pokemon game since Let's Go Pikachu. I I didn't get Diamond and Pearl. I didn't get Arceus. Oh, you just sort of you just look yeah. like you still carry your DS in your pocket with you, no, so you can play Platinum on lunch breaks. I mean, I you look you look fourteen. I think that's I, why I, said. I have like four. I have like four hundred dollars to spend on Platinum. So, <laughs> dude, here's the thing though, is that you're saying you're gonna wait to see how the reviews go, but you know, you know, the Nintendo review bias is real. Yeah. It's it's never a Pokemon game is never gonna review bad. That's true. I mean one. Anyway. Good point. Yeah. Which one did you pre-order? Uh Scarlet. I'll get Violet so we can trade. It's gonna be great. You're not canceling. Now you're you're convincing me, George. Now you're convincing me. You're not canceling your (laughs) pre-order, you goddamn punk. Damn. (laughs) Um Seth, really quick about your your Street Fighter story. I just remembered you like old Beyonds. Like I remember Colin Moriarty talking about like some what's like the all night fundraiser they do. Extra um, life, extra life. Or he's in extra life, and uh, he was like really close with Mark Ryan Silly. And like honestly, the first IGN podcast I ever listened to was Tech Fetish. Like I got into that one before the gaming podcast because they were reviewing the iPhone 4 and I wasn't sure if I wanted to buy one or not. So I listened to their podcast where they like broke it down and I just thought they were really funny. And like Mark Ryan Silly was on that podcast. I remember Colin telling a story on Beyond about Mark Ryan Silly. Um, <laughs> about like playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 at an extra life. And uh, he's just like, what would, you do if, uh, what would you do if I beat you in a match? And Mark Ryan Silly was just like, you're not going to beat me. He's like, no, but seriously, what would you do if I beat you? He's like, I'll give you a hundred tries to beat me. And it's like they played a hundred matches in a row, and Colin couldn't even take out like one character. Well, like famously, it was Marvel vs. Capcom three, and famously, Colin was like picking his team for him mm-hmm. and like picking the worst characters. And 
yeah, and that's how I thought. For, I thought for sure it was Marvel vs. Capcom too. Like I thought they were playing on a, on a Dreamcast. Uh, it was three because like two only has like sixty. No, two only has like ten, ten or fifteen characters. Like it's really that is not true. No, Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom two has like fifty characters. What? No, yeah. I'm gonna look this up right now. Marvel, Marble, Marble. Marble Madness character count. Oh, dude, I love Marble Madness. There are 12 characters, George. In Marvel vs. Capcom 2? Hold on, I'm seeing conflicting information. The first thing that pops up says there are 12 characters, and then two I list down. It says the 56 characters. Yeah, get, there is, yeah get, get wrecked. There's like 60 people say, in that game. Why does this first link say 12? <laughs> Because that guy's there an is, idiot, and it's probably talking about the first Mar- Marvel vs. Capcom. Not there like, is fifty six characters. I was I was wrong. Jesus, I'm looking at this roster, this this screen now. And I'm like, oh yeah, actually there is there's a bunch of characters. I just didn't ever use any of them. So again, that what? was a game I always wanted to play. But of all the fighting games for me to play, that is not it. Um, that one's like impossible. Like I only have that game because like sophomore year of college, it was on sale for seven fifty on PSN, and then they delisted it like a year later. Do they really? Yeah, I always wanted the Vita version of three. I never got it. I bought it last. I bought it last summer. Marvel versus Capcom three is really interesting because when it came out, I loved it. But my friend group played it so much that I actually grew to hate it. Oh. Like, <laughs> like I would hang out with them, and that's all they would do for like six hours straight, no breaks or anything. And I'm like, hey, can we like, can we do something else at some point? You know, like. <laughs> No, guys, don't you want to play Fat Princess? Oh, dude, can't can we just game. play Fat Princess? What a good game! So, George, is that all you've been up to? Um, yeah, I need to go on the 3DS eShop. You reminded me that those uh, Apollo Justice games are on sale. Do it, do it. Um, I have not been playing a whole lot. I pretty much primarily have been playing Death Stranding, which. I uh, bought the day it came out, whenever that was, three years ago almost. Um, and I'm now playing the PS5 version. Uh, when I first bought it, when it came out, I only played maybe four or five hours and just really didn't care for it at all. Um, but something, I guess it's just the mood I'm in right now. I'm not really feeling like playing games, but Death Stranding is still clicking with me, I think, because of how just like basic it is. Um, it's very like chill and, you know, just, just a relaxing kind of game. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm probably about 10 hours in on the PS5 version. And it looks great, by the way, on PS5. So I'm really enjoying my time with that, which I'm glad because, um, you know, I, I was hoping I would enjoy it when it when it first came out. Being a big Kojima fan, I love Metal Gear. And didn't click with me at that time, but whatever mood I'm in right now, I guess it's working for me. So that's that's really all I've been playing. But I did want to bring up briefly, since we've all had like film or TV stuff to talk about, uh, Andy and I have been watching Stranger Things, and I had seen the first two seasons, but that was it, and I dropped off after that. Andy had never seen any of it, and so we just started season four, and man, that show is so freaking good. Season three, I George, you informed me that apparently season three gets dunked on, but I I can't believe that because three is phenomenal. So. It's funny you bring that up because I recently watched all of Stranger Things 
with Caitlin. And I could not in my brain differentiate what happened in season two to what happened in season three. Interesting. They were they they meshed together in my brain. And I was like, I don't I don't even know what they are. I will say they almost are. They almost are, though, like a part one and part two in a way, like the, the way the plot plays out in those seasons. George. Seth, it's funny that you bring that up because I just rewatched Stranger Things with Aaliyah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's really cute. I think it's really cute that we just all rewatched it with our partners. I think that's precious. Uh, I everyone hates on season two that one episode where it's like her and like the other like runaways or whatever from like oh. the lab. I like watching the first. Oh, I'm like, this is kind of slow. And then, like in hindsight, I'm like, oh, this is like one of the best like X Men stories I think we've ever gotten. Yes. <laughs> like, this is like the best story of like the new new mutants it could possibly be. Dude, that's a really good episode, and it's different. I mean, it's yeah. good to throw on some different episodes here and there. I I really like that episode. Well, it's interesting because I think of the they definitely changed course because of the backlash, right? Like you guys are all caught up on stranger things, aren't you? No, I I'm, we are not. I've only seen episode one of season four. Uh, I am. Yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler, but George, would you agree that they definitely changed course? Yeah. They had had to call an audible, I think in response to season two specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's a little darker. That's really all I know, but not, uh, not that. I mean, you'll, you'll understand what we mean when, when you get there. Uh, but like, honestly, like, Austin, I'm sorry, I'm going to swear again here, but like that show just has like so many holy moments and it's always like the simplest thing where it's just like Elle, like, you know, pointing her hand and then just like screaming. Like it's basically like her trying to go like super sane for all intents and purposes. Right. And then like doing like a a mind Kamehameha. And it's always like there's one scene in particular, I think, at the end of season four part two where i'm just like that's like one of the coolest things i've ever seen but if i were to like describe what happened it doesn't sound cool but like the way they shot i'm like oh you guys did a amazing job of taking this really simple action and just making it feel like one of the most epic things i'll ever see i will say season four has probably one of the coolest scenes i've ever seen in any tv show and it's the guitar scene you know what i'm talking about george yeah i got that i rewatched that scene several times. I think that is so cool. I'm like, they couldn't have done any better when they made that scene. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I feel I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see that that episode. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I feel like maybe I'm mistaken on this, but I feel like Stranger Things is one of those shows where everybody loves it. Like, it's it's so hyped up, and, and I think it actually kind of lives up to that hype, to be honest with you. I, uh, at least from the first three seasons, I haven't seen four aside from episode one, of course, but um, it's phenomenal. Like it's, it's, it is mainstream, but it's, it's a phenomenal TV show and yeah, it's yeah, really well it really done. Is. So I'm excited to see more. And you know what I want to check out? Didn't they make like a stranger things game at some point? I know there was like oh, some sort yeah. of indie game that they released. I don't know if it was any good. I don't think anyone, I've never heard anyone really talk about it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a port of the phone game that came out. Oh, uh, okay. Ago. Okay. Well, cool. Um, we do have a question here from Elijah, who's not on the show tonight. Well, he's actually got two questions. Um, I'm gonna hit the simple one first because I don't even know that I have much of an answer for it. He said, "What are the top three movies you've seen this year?" 
I don't even know that I've seen three movies this year. <laughs> yeah, I got I got mine off the top of my head. Okay. All right. Top Gun Maverick is number one. Yes. Jackass Forever is number two. Wow. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is number three. Okay. That was the Nick Cage one where he's like playing a version of himself. I don't think I've... I guess I probably have seen three movies this year, so I'll just rank them in order, I guess. Top Gun Maverick, number one. Thor, number two, and... Doctor Strange number three. I'm pretty sure that's all I've seen this year. So and about everything everywhere all at once. Can you see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. That's I my number to. four. Um Seth, have you seen anything this year? <laughs> yeah, but nothing that I even really care about. Okay, so I'm gonna like, default and put Top Gun Maverick I, for you. I walked away from the Batman <laughs> thinking it was fine. Oh, I forgot I watched... that was this year. I, I watched Sonic 2. And I, I forgot that was this year too. Thinking Sonic 2 was fine. And I watched Uncharted and I walked away from that thinking that was fine. So I don't think I don't even really care about any of those movies. I, I wish I had seen it when Elijah was talking about it, because like I would I would have thrown way more heat for Mark Wahlberg being in that movie. I just hate Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Like, Sully's supposed to be like a smart guy, and I think Mark Wahlberg is just too dim in anything he's in. Where he's just like, he thinks he's smart, but he's actually like probably the dumbest person in the room. Like, he just has that air about him. And like, Sully... Sully might not know the answer to something, but like, I never thought he was stupid in the games, you know? And like, here, I just thought he was such a jackass in the movies i could not stand him in that movie that was such a mistake to to leave him in they definitely cast mark Wahlberg as sully because they were worried that movie was not going to be able to stand on its own two feet 100 percent. and i just don't understand why you'd feel that way when you have tom holland who for all intents and purposes is probably like one of the three biggest male stars on the planet right now yeah i haven't seen that movie yet but i know it's on netflix now as of like a couple weeks ago so i'll i'll probably check it out at some point but man I kind of forgot Batman was this year. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Yeah, movie's awesome. Sonic, Sonic was pretty good too. So it's been a long year. I like. I'm surprised that some of that stuff came out this year. I feels like that was ages ago. Dude, I'm looking at the movie list for anything I saw worth noting, like even like on like streaming services or something like that. And I'm like, I, don't, I haven't watched any movies this year. Elijah mentioned Prey. I think Prey is good, but it's still, like, to me, the second best Predator movie. Like, I think Predator, the first one, is, like, incredible. I don't really care about Predator 2. I get a lot of heat from, like, college friends because, like, they think it's, like, the best one. I still don't understand that. I think that movie's stupid. Uh, And then I don't care about Predators or The Predator either. I think Prey is clearly, like, the second best Predator movie, but also, like, I just don't care. You know, like, I'm glad there's, like, a solid action movie, but again, like, I'm never going to rewatch it. Yeah. The do way I, guys, I will rewatch Predator 1 anyway. Do you guys think that if I broke my leg, the Predator could finally defeat me in a hand-to-hand combat? Um, only only hand-to-hand? Maybe. Like, does he, does he get any of his tools? Like, his, his, his weird <laughs> Wolverine claws or his laser pointer cannon? Well, yeah, I'm, no, 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 like, like I, I'm just barehanded. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he give him his whole arsenal, of course. Yeah, I mean, all you really need to beat a predator, we've learned across several movies, is mud. Um, so yeah, I like your chances. 
No, no, no. And Gerard how, how are his chances? Oh, how are his chances? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was being defensive choosing you. Like, I thought I, I, thought I did the right answer <laughs> by saying I like your chances to beat him. Not the obvious answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you're sick right now. Do you still think you can beat up everyone in the gaming industry? <laughs> Unironically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the right side of my body is numb, so they they only have like a fifty percent window to hit me and hurt me now. I I feel like I'm I'm recovering now. You waited too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Blinder vulnerability is past. Okay, so on the same vein, Elijah has another question for us. He says, what games do you think could make the transition into film and do it correctly? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't want any games to transition to film. Our medium is yeah, already better. I'm kind of in that same boat now. Like, I, I just don't want any more video game movies. I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Um, our our I medium think- is better. I think it ironically it's like a call of duty would be like the best one right because like granted a lot of people like the multiplayer and that's always different but like the story is the same for everyone like I was thinking like oh like will the Mario movie be good I'm like I don't know it's probably gonna have like its moments but like I don't play Mario particularly for the story I play it for the visuals like the visuals I think will be good but like I personally like the, you know, the the tenseness of like, am I going to pull off this jump? Am I going to find this star? And that just doesn't translate to a movie. But like, I think a Call of Duty campaign would do really well. Mass Effect would not. Like, I think you could do like a side story, but you can't do like the Shepard story. Uh, maybe what was the sequel, the follow up Mass Effect game, Andromeda? I think Andromeda would actually be kind of a sick sci fi movie. Just because no one remembers the story in that game anyway. <laughs> but the but the world was cool. <laughs> And then I think like Star Wars Battlefront would be sick if there was like if we just saw like all out Star Wars wars, you know, like the actual wars for Star Wars and not just like the key battles that Luke and Han and Leia happen to be at. Like a really dark PG-13 or like an R-rated Star Wars like war movie. Yeah, but like more than Rogue One. Like I love Rogue One. I think Rogue One is a lot of favorite Star Wars movie. I genuinely believe that now. Sorry, Return of the Jedi, you got bumped. Like Rogue One with more of like the beach scenes, essentially. Yeah, basically, where it's like that's the connective tissue, and like it even maybe it is just like a, a weird like series of vignettes. You know, it's just like stringing together like all these different battles, and there's like one. It's like the story of like a blaster or what? Wait, what? <laughs> just Tamara Morrison playing seven, and he's the only cast member. <laughs> 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 What if, what, line of credits is just him <laughs> what if it's what if it's like following like a gun through like all these different battles right like you know it started on on Coruscant or whatever and it was using like an assassination and then like an attempted like coup or whatever and then all of a sudden like it found its way to like the outer rim and it's like I don't care fighting like a resurfaced droid factory you know like it just something like that to just like kind of refocus it on interesting visual action like i think that's my big takeaway from from top gun maverick is like i just kind of want movies to be pretty now (laughs) like that movie was absolutely gorgeous and i just i want movies to try harder like i want them to be i want them to be better do better (laughs) kind of (laughs) yeah just do don't think yeah Mm. um i don't know I mean, of what we know that's in the works, I think The Last of Us, this isn't a 
film, but the TV show, I think, potentially could be good. Um, I really don't care about The Last of Us, but I think as far as the quality goes, I think the the way they're making the show for HBO, it sounds like it could be pretty up to par compared to the game. And then um, kind of in that same vein, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. I think the everything that they've been reporting about that, and, and I want to say it's, isn't it the John Wick director is the guy making the the movie i'm pretty sure it is i think that could be incredible i have an answer okay monster hunter no it's not we cast mila jokovic <laughs> and it's more grounded realistic experience right and there, she's like favorite. in the military yeah, yeah. my favorite yeah. part about monster hunter is the realism um yeah <laughs> dude, i love the uh the the u.s army members that are in monster hunter it's fantastic. <laughs> Especially love the part where they get transported to another dimension and that's where the <laughs> monsters are. <laughs> They're like, we're just going to use the name. <laughs> Dude, I watched half of that movie on our flight to Hawaii a few months ago and I just turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. Absolutely. Metal, Metal Gear Solid would work, but like the more I think about it, like the ones I think would work are the games I have like no attachment to. Right? And I'm just like, oh, a Final Fantasy movie would be good. Like no, we don't do that. Like if you actually like if you made if you made yeah, but if you made no, I actually think Spirits Within is actually like an underrated movie. I'm not saying it's bankrupt. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) I understand. I'm not saying it's like a great movie. I'm saying it's an underrated movie at this point. I think it's more interesting than it is, you know, bad or whatever. Not that that's like a ringing endorsement. Honestly, the thing is, like Advent Children is like a like a really good Final Fantasy VII movie, right? But once again, I have to ask, why are we trying to make movies out of video games when our medium already allows us to make very realistic models? We can get any camera angle we want. We can have any set we want. Like, I just don't see I don't see a reason to to make movies and then like if you do do that you the way to do it is like they did with Kingsglaive right yes. just kind of like release it for the fans you're not don't try and make a big deal out of it don't, don't try to make it go to theaters and whatnot because you're just going to lose money on that on that, that kind of thing um I think the way to do it is just be like all right you know here's here's this prequel movie or whatever it's going straight to dvd because I, I, I feel like Advent Children was looked at as like a huge failure as well, but it's like Advent Children is like a like a pretty decent Final Fantasy VII sequel. So. Have we is this, have we talked about this on this show or is this on Shortbox Summary? Where like it felt like in the mid two thousands, like the comic book movies were coming out as like advertisements for the comic books themselves, and now yeah. it feels like the comic books are advertisements for the movies, right? I can't remember where we talked about that, but I feel like I we've had think, this discussion before. I don't know if we've talked about it on here or not. I don't, yeah. not one that I've been on that I can remember. Well, like I, I think there's like a lot of amazing books that are happening right now at Marvel and DC. Like I'm actually really enjoying the books I'm buying. So I'm not trying to come off as one of those, like the stories were better 15 years ago, guys, or 18 years ago, whenever. But I think like the actual publishing practice was better. 15 years ago you know the fact that you actually had like amazing spider-man 613 and it wasn't just rebooted every 
you know, 40 issues, 50 issues, whatever. Like that's the part that pisses me off. It has nothing to do with the stories. It's like the lack of commitment, I think is what pisses me off. And I feel like video game movies can kind of do the same thing. Like I understand why they want to make a movie, right? Cause it's just like, not everyone is super into video games, but if you were to make a good enough movie, then like you get attention on this thing and then they might explore games. And I feel like that was the same thing with, like, why do you need a comic book movie? Like, you don't, right? Like, you have comic books. Like, they are storyboards, right? Like, they are literally, like, one piece of film away from already being a movie. Like, and also, like, you you can do things in comic books that you just straight up cannot do in a movie. So, like, the, the medium's already better. So, I, I hear you. But, like, if there's money to be made, they're going to do it. And they're going to hope it, it draws back towards something else. But, like, video games are already, like, such a bigger industry than than movies. That's the confusing part. Like, movies make more money than comics. So, I get, like, that you know, upstream thinking, but like video games are the biggest industry on the planet. So like, where, where are they supposed to go? Up. Where? <laughs> <laughs> We're already here. We did it. We're number one. Thanks GTA four. You did it. Dude. Imagine if they made a 25 hour long grand theft auto five movie. Dude. Guitar in the theater. Oh man, a guitar hero movie. Surprised they haven't. A guitar hero movie. (laughs) Like seriously, like I mean, like Metal Gear Solid, I think would work just because it's like the cutscenes are so long, they're so intricately thought out, and like I don't know, like yeah. The problem is though, George, and those stories are so intricate that I I don't know that you can make a movie out of them. Like I I was trying to think about this with other games I've played, like Control. My first thought was like, oh, that might be an interesting film, but that plot is so like intricate. I just I don't know how you could fit that into two hours. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's possible. But maybe us news directors, paper mill managers. Is that what you do? <laughs> Seth, is that your job? A what? Paper mill manager? Is that what you do? Not a manager. I wish I was a paper manager. <laughs> paper mill co-owner. Co-owner. Um, Mr. No, I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm like a team lead. Okay, paper mill team lead and a advertising copyright. Maybe we're not the people to crack the uh, the Metal Gear Solid film adaptation. Why not? That's a good point. What are you guys doing Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> and Crack-y. do any of you know Hideo Kojima? <laughs> I actually knew someone in San Francisco who uh, was like, actually, never mind. I don't think I can legally talk about this on the podcast. So I'm just going to stop right there. Jeff Keighley? No, someone no. in San Francisco who took money and he would make people disappear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just bragging. I just wanted to let everyone know that I used to live in San Francisco. Amazing bread there. The sourdough, mm, the Dutch crunch, even better. Speaking of used to, you know what you used to be doing? Listening to this podcast because it's now come to an end. So thank you all for listening. Whoa! <laughs> we appreciate there it, it. There it is. There it is. Do either of you have any fun comments to add before we wrap it up? Um, short, short box summer this week is all about a Wolverine story called Enemy of the State. So look forward. If you're listening to this podcast, you can go find short box summary on, on the same podcast app. Look at that. Synergy, baby. I got really angry last week because my controller kept disconnecting while I was playing Trails of Cold Steel, and I went through hours and hours of troubleshooting only to find out that it was because it was connecting to my Chromecast in my bedroom. 
And that's the whole story. <laughs> well, there you have it. There you have it. Check your Chromecast, folks. Your controller disconnects. Yeah. Check your neighbor's Chromecast. Might hook up to one of those. Yep. So thank you all for listening. Of course, you can find us all on Twitter. Frameskip itself is on Twitter and Facebook at Frameskip Pod. We are individually on Twitter. I am at Austin J. Eller. Seth is at Seth the 90s Kid. George is at PurpleBird616. Like he said, you can also find Shortbox Summary over there. And then Elijah, who is not on the episode tonight, you can find him on Twitter and Twitch, where he streams at Loco Lizard Man. So go check him out there. And we appreciate you all listening. We'll be back next week with talk about how much Seth loves The Flash. See you then. <laughs> I don't.